in Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending January the 6th, where the Southeast Regional Fruit and Vegetable Conference has been taking place in Savannah, Georgia. Growers, suppliers, and those with an interest in specialty crop agriculture in attendance of this one-of-a-kind educational conference and trade show. Over 80 hours of educational sessions have been addressing food safety concerns, special commodity issues on production practices, and more. Gary Cooper is there and has this report. Another big week with the Southeastern Fruit and Vegetable Producers turning out for the annual Southeastern Fruit and Vegetable Conference in Savannah. Those staying for the whole event over the weekend, brave cold temperatures down to the freezing mark are below. And the payoff? Tons of up-to-date information on a wide variety of fruit and vegetable issues, research, legislative initiatives, marketing, and a whole lot more. Not to mention the ever-expanding trade show this year, boasting more than 275 exhibits throughout the convention center here in Savannah. This event continues to grow as the premier educational and trade show venue for the growing specialty crops deal here in the Deep Southeast. The regional show in Savannah each January catering to producers of a wide variety of these specialty crops, including cane berries, peaches, blueberries, all kinds of diverse specialty crops, and of course vegetables and the major specialties in the region too, like watermelons and onions, grapes, and other such ag segments. If you produce specialty crops anywhere in the deep southeast region, this annual program is one for your calendar each year and a great chance to enjoy Savannah while attending it as well. Mark your calendars. It's always held here in Savannah the first week of the year. Stay tuned in days ahead for lots more details for growers from this year's conference. Agnet's news team is on hand in the educational sessions and on the trade show floor, collecting a good deal of material to pass along to our audience and follow-up reports from here forward. From Savannah and the Regional Fruit and Vegetable Conference for Agnet Media, I'm Gary Cooper. Thanks, Gary. In other news, through the Longleaf Initiative, USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service and their partners are working with forest landowners across the southeast to restore Longleaf Pine Forest. NRCS Regional Conservationist for the Southeast, James Tillman, says they are hoping more landowners will get involved. We've been working with our conservation partners and about 32 other groups in terms of really pushing Longleaf Pine, seeing the benefits of wildlife, seeing the benefits of so many producers who want to protect that land, not only for them, but they think about their sons and daughters and family members, their commitments to moms and dads, and they want to protect that land. So we're working with them to modify some of the processes to make them a little bit more simpler and provide them more clarity in that particular process. And we think it's going well. We're putting more dollars out there. Go to your local office, talk to your local staff there, and remember, we work for the farmers and ranchers out there. Now, approved participants will receive financial assistance for implementing conservation practices. That includes site preparation, planting longleaf pine, installing fire breaks, conducting prescribed burning, and controlling invasive plants. Tillman has had a chance to visit some of the farms which have taken advantage of the longleaf initiative, and he's pleased with what he's seen. I'm pleased what we see, and that's because the feedback I'm getting from some of the farmers and ranchers, they're saying that the programs are working for them. Now, there are a few things we still need to work on. We still need to work on in terms of the sign-ups to be sure that at the proper time that works for the producers, a little more flexibility. But overall, things are definitely exciting. It's working. To learn more about the Longleaf Initiative, simply contact your local NRCS office. Well, new clinical guidelines released this past week support health care providers and early introduction of peanut products to infants to prevent the development of peanut allergy. Tyron Spearman has the story. Big news in the peanut world. The official National Institute of Health recommendations have come out about importance of introducing infants to peanut products to prevent peanut allergies. Growers have played a major role in developing a research fund that led to this reversal in recommendations for infants. 
It used to say they wanted to wait to give peanut products to a child up to four to six months, but now that's changed. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, a division of the National Institute of Health, issued uh, clinical guidelines that support health care providers in early introduction of peanut products to infants to prevent the development of peanut allergy. Bob Parker, the president and CEO of the National Peanut Board, said peanut producers care deeply about preventing peanut allergies because they do not want the nutritious food they grow and harvest to bring harm to anyone. He said that's why the board has invested more than $10 million in peanut allergy research since its inception and launched a successful peanut allergy awareness and education incentive in 2014. He said the guidelines represent a strong step toward in helping us all manage peanut allergies more effectively. In short, the LEAP study showed that introducing peanut-containing foods to infants at high risk for developing peanut allergy was safe and led to an 81% relative reduction in the development of a peanut allergy. So that's good news for peanut farmers. Feed those babies some peanut products early, and they'll not have allergies when they get older. I'm Tyron Spriven for Southeast AgNet. Uh, many producers of meat animals may have another year of belt tightening. With more on that story, here's Gary Crawford. Despite 2016's drop in cattle and hog prices, what's ahead for 2017? We do see total red meat production increasing. To record levels yet again. This from Agriculture Department Chief Economist Rob Johansson, forecasting another 800 million pounds of beef in 2017, up to almost 26 billion pounds. Another 880 million pounds of pork, up to 25.8 billion. So production increasing and... Beef and pork prices falling by about 10% relative to this year. Steer prices could fall by over $13.5, a hundred weight down to an average of about 107. Hogs could lose almost $6 down to an average $40 a hundred weight. For broilers, production up another 850 million pounds from 2016. Prices dropping by over one and a half cents a pound for an average of 82 and a half cents. Milk, 2017 production up almost four and a half billion pounds, but nevertheless slightly rising dairy prices. The all milk price could average a dollar fifteen more than 2016 at 17 and a quarter a hundred weight. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about politics and the farm bill. You can't separate farming and politics. The reason is simple. Farmers are too dependent on government programs. If we had no farm support programs, it would be all of agriculture where it was back in the early part of the 1900s. You know, back then, farmers did everything they could to discourage their children from becoming farmers. And with net farm income for farmers in a steady decline since 2013, some farmers are cautioning their young family members right now about a future in agriculture. But while the current financial level is a big issue, members of Congress are preparing to begin work in 2017 on the next farm bill. It's due in three years. It'll take three years to come up with a bill that will offer encouragement to farmers. That's Ag Review for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.